It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Skies are mostly cloudy today. Highs at 68 degrees. Decreasing clouds overnight will drop to the upper 40s. Mostly sunny conditions expected by the afternoon. Thursday, we'll get into the upper 60s for highs. Lows at 45 Thursday night. And on Friday, I'm expecting partly to mostly sunny skies. Just a little bit warmer, too, with highs near 70 degrees. Currently 50 degrees in Roanoke and Danville, 51 in Bedford, 47 in Lynchburg, 47 in Amherst, 48 in Appomattox. And the weather forecast brought to you by Twice and for All, home of Twice Records, where they have the most amazing collection of vinyl records and 45s in the area, as well as thousands of cassettes and CDs. They're in the Kroger Forest Shopping Center right next to the post office. Well, we we're going to go to the phones now. Lester called while we were in break. Good morning, Lester. Hey, good morning, Janet. How you doing? Doing great. How about you? Oh, pretty good. Uh, on that box cutter, nice story. Yeah, where the where the girl turned in the box cutter that and then yeah. she got in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't there, but uh, if I was, if someone handed me a box cutter, I wouldn't have taken it. You know, I'm just speculating on what could have been, could have happened. Has there ever been a history of a girl school shooter that you know of? Uh, well, I mean, I think there there have been some girl bullies, but I don't think there's been any any shooters that were girls that I can recall. Uh, I was out here. I was looking out my window down at the campground, down at the Paradise Lake campground. Uh huh. The other day, and five girls were looked like they ranged from maybe uh, middle school to maybe early high school. Mm-hmm. We're out there, and they had something look like, uh, you know, the uh, sword. Okay. Five of them were having a, a, a sword fight amongst themselves, and one of them was that going up against them all. Now, were they, were they playing? They, they were playing. Oh, okay. But some of those girls, some of those girls were aiming those like guns, and it. Uh, I was thought about it. Yeah. So it's kind of scary. Well, but you can't tell mm-hmm. kids at school if you see something, you got to say something. I mean, if she had left the yeah. box cutter on the bus or just got rid of it, then then that looks like yeah. she was doing something she shouldn't be doing. So she was really in a bad situation all the way around. So yeah. Well, anyway, those parents need to fight for her for sure. It'll all come out in the wash. Yes, it will. <laughs> Thank you for calling in this morning, Lester. I appreciate you. Good to feel him, brother. Uh-huh, I am. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm walking in everything today, so pretty exciting. I'm walking I'm walking pretty good. My goal is just to get through the show. Without spilling anything. In yep. the, I know. Hey. You've got your sippy cup. You're doing great. <laughs> I know. You're doing fantastic. Uh, so we were talking a, a little while ago about Real Clear Politics. They have upped the Senate projections uh, they're saying that uh, Senate seats are going to fall 54-46 in the GOP favor. They're predicting Nevada, Georgia, Arizona, New Hampshire, and Pennsylvania. Although, uh, MSN just put out a story saying John Fetterman has a path to win the Pennsylvania Senate race despite a halting performance at last week's debate with uh, Dr. Oz that raised questions about his mental health after a stroke he suffered in May. Now, uh, there's been yet another incident where he was uh, doing an interview. We have that. Uh, I, I can't, I just can't imagine that this man is going to win. But there are some folks out there saying, 
you know, they're, they're doing headlines like, it's not painful to watch, it's inspiring. Well, we'll let you be the judge about that this morning. What do you think the biggest cause of inflation is? And should the Biden administration be doing more? No, I, I just do. I, I think the, uh, that simply is also, Leah, this talk about the trillions in, in massive tax uh, tax uh, cuts to the corporate uh, tax uh, structure is well true. You know, trillions of dollars that have added to the deficit, and, and now th they still want to support those as well true. Did that have anything to do with the question that he just asked? Uh, nothing. It had absolutely nothing. So you're saying politicians don't answer questions that they get asked? Um, they usually at least make feign some type of effort to make it sound like they're at least on the same page. Like their first sentence and then like the second sentence Maybe. is basically back on brand. Right. Usually. So I guess he's blaming Trump for the economy the way it is now. Uh, Senate Republican strategists think that Fetterman's difficulties... Uh, ended his chances of winning the race. But there are some others that are still holding tight, saying that that he's he's still going to take it. But this new poll from Real Clear Politics is saying Nevada, Georgia, Arizona, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, uh, all those seats are going to fall in favor of, of the GOP. So a lot's going to have to happen between now and Election Day if if that's the case. So we had the story from Newport News about the, the girl at, at school. Uh, that's nothing compared to this story out of Georgia where two men discovered they were both fathers to a young girl when they came to pick her up from school. I... <laughs> okay. Can you read that again? I, I, yeah, I know. Look, I had to read it several times before I even started this. All right, so basically, um, they called, th the, both men were listed on her um, emergency contact. Okay. And this Georgia TikTok user came in and posted all this stuff. Um, she works at the front office. She claimed that the men came in before dismissal, each saying that the girl was their daughter and they wanted to check her out for the day. And then they looked at each other and the dad was like, why are you checking my child out? Who are you? And he was like, who are you? I'm her father. Um, she said once the girl's mother arrived, the scene turned violent. And But here's the thing. She came out yesterday and said that she made the whole stuff, uh, made everything up. It went viral. Ugh. Everybody was talking about it. Okay. And now she's saying she made the whole thing up. Not not shocked, but I was trying you to... You just like, can't believe anything. At first, I was like, maybe it's like a divorced dad who's like not had a good relationship well, with the mother. Well, when I was and, reading it, she was saying that she had led both men to believe they were the father. And I'm like, but how is that possible? Because the kid's not going to know both of them, right? Yeah. So it always also, sounded kind of weird. But she held on to that story for over a week as it went viral. People are terrible. They are absolutely terrible. All right, let, how can we get viral? Let's uh, <laughs> please uh, send us your Mad Libs and we'll we'll work on a story. I don't know. The, that live version of you pouring sweet coffee down the... That could. It's. I can. <laughs> I mean, I can still that, pull it up. That might could happen. I don't know. I thought about deleting it. Maybe 
act like nothing happened. Yeah, well, that's probably going to be your your best your best source for sure. Oh my gosh, a man has snuck himself and his child into the Magic Kingdom for free. No, that's a place you can go squat. Well, well, no, not really. They got him right out of there. Uh, he's 37 years old. He's a Romanian citizen who lives in Virginia. Way to represent, sir. Thanks a lot. He was arrested in this bizarre situation, according to a newly released Orange County Sheriff's Office report. Kreisen is charged with two counts of misdemeanor battery, court records show. He made his way through the turnstiles at the front of the Magic Kingdom without paying or showing a pass. A Disney security manager tried to stop Kreisen and wanted him to explain himself or show his ticket. Instead, he pushed through and kept going. A Disney investigator, they have investigators at Disney, best job ever, followed him down Main Street, USA, tried to intervene. He pushed him out of the way, too. The two Disney employees were not injured. Throughout the encounter, Krizen acted as if he didn't know English. In reality, he has a good command of the English language. The Orange County Sheriff's Office was called in to assist Disney. A deputy reviewed video surveillance showing him walking through the front entrance with one child using uh, without using any ticket media of any kind. I can't believe he got through the turnstile. The cost of the admission for both would have been $210 for the day. The two Disney employees were ages 50 and 38. They wanted to prosecute Kristen and agreed to testify in court. He resides in Virginia. Uh, due to living out of the state of Florida, his bonds were doubled. That was That's a lot more expensive than just paying for the ticket. You should have just paid for the ticket, sir. But that's not going to work. He might have been making a TikTok. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> and then it comes out and shows that it's, it's like... So, do you ever have that happen where you know people can speak English and then they pretend like they, they can't speak English. Like I went to get my nails done last week and nobody in the place I recognize. I've been going there for years. All new staff. And so I'm I'm asking where my girl is. So I hear them speaking English to other people. I know they know what I'm saying and they act like they don't understand English. And I know they understand me. I could. I knew when I talked to them, they do. And you know what happens is some of these folks come in and they open these salons and they get all these, you know, credits for, you know, opening up a business. And then as soon as those run out, they completely turn it over to another family member and start the process over again. And I had heard that before, but I'd never seen an entire staff go. There's only one girl left out of the whole staff. But when I asked, they're like, oh, I don't I don't speak of the English. <laughs> okay. You do speak of the English. You're just not answering me. We'll be back. We're going to go to break, and uh, we'll be back with more of your national headlines. Our number is 866-916-3776. We'd love for you to join in the conversation if there's something you want to talk about or something you want to comment on today's stories. Give us a call, and uh, we're glad you're a part of our radio family here on The Morning Jam. It's the rebirth of Common Sense Talk Radio. We are the Morning Jam.
The Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. Good morning. You're listening to The Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. We're going to go to the phones now. Got John on line one. Good morning, my friend. Good morning, Janet. Glenn, it's John here. I'm a... you said we could talk about anything. Yes, if indeed. I interpret it correctly. Well, I guess I don't understand the Pelosi's. We're not talking about a single millionaire. This, these are hundreds of millions these folks have. Right. And and I, I'm like, there's no way they don't have a security system. Now, I don't knock Simply Safe. I think it's a great system. But they have probably a system from Star Trek. You know, I mean that. Right. They should have with the lasers also, with that, that come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Phasers or or you know automatic machine guns but then then uh there's that and then why don't they have armed security because we're talking about the the spouse of the third person in charge of the united states i know they don't have he doesn't have capital security but they can afford it's not like you and me i don't have armed security running but maybe i do but it's kind of like different but uh i uh I'm, i'm astounded at this and i just there's so something smells something smells yeah, something definitely doesn't doesn't seem right with the with the whole thing. I mean, and then he goes to the like the elevator phone, and then so there's an elevator phone and there's a bathroom phone and and you I'm sorry you don't have a, a any type of weapon in your house. Uh, it's all well, very odd. Yeah, that they would actually live the talk that they like to see to make us all other people do. By the way, yeah, my elevator phone and my bathroom phone, of course I would use it, right? (laughs) You have have an elevator in your house? (laughs) Oh, of course. Well, I know. And didn't she just put in a new fence? Wasn't that like one of the big stories that that she was all all fenced up? And uh, yeah, all of it is, is very, very strange. For sure, but did you see where Liz Cheney is uh, praising Nancy Pelosi for being such a tremendous leader? <laughs> oh, no. I'm getting sick just hearing this. I know. Not you. But, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty nauseating. Thanks so much for calling in this morning. We appreciate it. If there's something you want to talk about, comment on something you've read or seen that you'd like to talk about, I'd love to have you call 866-916-3776. Liz Cheney is praising Nancy Pelosi. During a uh, PBS interview earlier this week, Cheney also condemned those who joked or made light of the Paul Pelosi attack. The uh, the rhino Republican uh, said that Nancy Pelosi is a tremendous leader, and uh, that's just a, a, over a week before the midterm elections when Cheney's replacement will be selected. Uh, she said, I want to say a word about Speaker Pelosi. Everyone knows she's a liberal from San Francisco, and I'm a conservative from Wyoming. Okay. I don't know that I believe that anymore. Um, she said there are many issues, maybe most issues that we disagree on, but she's a tremendous leader, she said, at the City Club in Cleveland with PBS's Judy Woodruff. I've watched her up close. She is a leader of historic consequence, the Republican added. Well, this is just a love fest. Cheney said Pelosi first created the House Select Committee to investigate the January 6th attack and just to show her commitment to the truth. 
I think the demonization that goes on both sides, certainly Republicans have through the years demonized Speaker Pelosi and Democrats have demonized Republicans, including my father. It all needs to stop. That we can agree on, Liz. Violence has become part of our political discourse, she said. Let's not forget the gunning down of the uh, leaders on the softball field. Nobody seems to talk about that one anymore. Cheney also condemned those who made light of the attack or made jokes about it. That's not who we are in this country. That's disgraceful. As Americans, we have to reject it. I think she's still bitter over the uh, all the jokes that they told about her dad when he, you know, shot the guy when he was hunting, probably. Later on in the interview, Cheney answered a question about how to stop political violence She said individuals should speak out against it, including her fellow Republicans, who she continued to peddle claims that the 2020 presidential election was stolen. You cannot give power to people who are willing to excuse what happened. I think it comes down to individual responsibility. I I don't understand Liz Cheney at all. I don't know where she's coming or Dick Cheney for that matter. I mean, they all I guess they just all hate Trump so much that they're willing to just get in bed with uh, with the Democrats rather than, you know, just agree that some of the things that he did were good. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Donald Trump. Any of you who've listened to the show know that. I'm not. I don't like his style at all, but I did like his policies for sure. Well, there's an ex-boxer who is literally on the ropes now as the U.S. Justice Department is charging him with trafficking more than a billion dollars in cocaine. That bust, described as one of the largest drug seizures in United States history, uh, Goran Gonick of Montenegro was taken into custody just inside the Miami International Airport. The former boxer was charged in his role in the 2019 attempted smuggling of 22 tons of cocaine. The 43-year-old was trying to board a plane bound for Zurich at the time of the arrest. He's charged with three counts of violating the Federal Maritime Drug Law Enforcement Act and one count of conspiracy. The U.S. Justice Department said this in a news release. Each count carries at least a 10-year prison term and possible life sentence. He briefly appeared in the magistrate court and has another hearing set for November 7th. Illegal drugs traveled across the U.S. from Colombia and eventually entered Europe. I wonder how often that happens because aren't there a lot of boxers? You're a sports guy. Aren't there a lot of boxers that come from some of those Central American countries? Yeah, whether it's Cuba, um, you'll see an influx from Cuba, uh, Mexico, which, uh, but yeah, definitely a lot in Central America. Hmm. Made his uh, debut in 2001, ended his career in 2012, and went on to trafficking. Hmm. I don't think that worked out too well for him. Hey, coming up in our next half hour, now we will have WDBJ7 is going to be on the way, uh, and Kimberly McBroom is going to have some stories for us there. But also in our next half hour, we're going to be talking with Senator Amanda Chase and uh, going to be uh, talking with her. Looking forward to having that conversation. I did uh, a weekend uh, event with her. We were standing for life uh, together this weekend. Uh, she's also coming out talking about 
the mutilation of children in Virginia, uh, saying we are not going to mutilate children in, in Virginia. It's time to protect not just the unborn, but our children that, that are here. So we're going to be talking to her about that coming up in the next half hour, and we're excited to have her uh, on the show this morning. Also, a little bit later on in the 8 o'clock hour, we are uh, also going to be having an interview uh, about uh, the Stand for Freedom event that's coming to Liberty University. And we're going to have uh, an interview uh, coming up uh, with that. With um, um, Oh, shoot. Trey, I've lost his, na- his name. Ryan um, <laughs> Health. I he has a difficult last name. We'll have to ask him how yes. to spell his, spell, spell his last name. Ryan. Uh, so we'll be talking with Ryan. He'll be telling us more about this event that's uh, taking place at Liberty University. And if you want to find out more about that event, you can go to standingforfreedom.com uh, for life, liberty, and truth. And you uh, can find out more about that event, the Freedom Center in general, and the work that they're doing there. They're going to have over 25 speakers for this event, Biblical Principles in a Woke World. Uh, It's going to be November 4th and 5th. You can register for that by going to standingforfreedom.com, standingforfreedom.com. So all that is ahead this morning. On the Morning Jam, I'm Janet Rose. Keep our number handy, 866-916-3776. I appreciate your text, but I need your calls. So give us a call this morning. We'd love to hear from you. time for your morning jam weather brought to you by wdbj7 i'm meteorologist brent watts skies are mostly cloudy today highs at 68 degrees decreasing clouds overnight will drop to the upper 40s mostly sunny conditions expected by the afternoon thursday we'll get into the upper 60s for highs lows at 45 thursday night and on friday i'm expecting partly to mostly sunny skies just a little bit warmer too with highs near 70 degrees 49 degrees in Danville, 50 in Roanoke, 50 in Bedford, 47 in Lynchburg, 50 in Salem, 48 in Appomattox, and 47 in Amherst this morning. Well, a young hero from Appomattox made a national debut yesterday. 12-year-old Alicia Canada saved her family from a house fire a couple of weeks ago. We talked about that here on uh, The Morning Jam. She was on the Jennifer Hudson show and said that was a dream come true for the mother and daughter of Appomattox. Not only were they on the show, she said she's a celebrity now. Uh, She also uh, said that Jennifer Hudson, uh, who presented them with a check for $10,000, really gave them a push forward to having their own home again. And they say that on top of the experience of going to L.A. uh, was just an absolutely amazing uh, thing so uh, pretty pretty cool story uh, for that Patterson family and uh, Jennifer Hudson uh, really showing them some love yesterday pretty cool 
As of yesterday, Appalachian Power is increasing its rates ahead of the cooler winter months. The State Cooperation Commission had permitted the company to place the proposal into effect on an interim basis, meaning it could possibly change later. According to AEP, the, the uh, corporate communications rep, Teresa Hall, says customers will see their bills go up starting in December, and they had to do this reevaluation once a year. This year, they're having to raise their prices since it's more expensive for them to purchase energy to generate electricity. AEP plans to spread out these increased costs to customers over several years to lessen the blow to their monthly bills. Hall says that this year's increase is the largest she has seen in the last 10 years. Lynchburg City Council member Randy Nelson announced he will be resigning. Nelson made this announcement during their work session yesterday. Uh, He said he wants a non-incumbent to fill his seat. He added this person needs more training to handle the city budget. That's going to start in uh, January. And uh, also said he his resignation will take effect at noon on November the 7th. So not a lot of heads up on that one. Danville Jobs and Resource Fair did attract over 300 people with 1,300 job openings. The Danville Community College partnered with local organizations to host their biggest job fair and resource fair yet at the community market uh, last Tuesday, so yesterday. More than 50 employees from the area were looking to fill over 1,300 open positions. The job fair was free and open to everyone regardless of job experience. They also had 30 different social service, health organizations, and other community resources they were also there to assist citizens as well. Hmm. Sounds like a good event that it happened. Does. And, you know, 50 people arriving, I know. But it still amazes me. There are 1,300 open. I mean, I guess it doesn't surprise me given how we are currently looking for someone and it's been difficult. Uh, yeah, yeah, looking for looking for a producer, and it's it's difficult to to find people. That's for sure. So, well, with the midterms now less than a week away, we're learning more about a hiccup when it comes to voter registration. This all comes after Virginia election officials discovered an additional hundred and forty nine thousand voter registration transactions that weren't properly processed this year, creating a new headache for local election officials in the final week before election day. The Virginia Department of Elections said that uh, this IT issue is directly related to a previously reported uh, computing error involving uh, the statewide voter registration system. They say these transactions include address updates, new registrations, and other changes resulting from visits to the DMV between May and September of 2022. There we go. The, uh, The Department of Vehicles coming through for us once again. So, not good. Last week, we were talking about the Safety Act. And um, if you didn't catch that, uh, this is a new bill that is going to take in take place starting January 1. And the Illinois sheriffs are warning prosecutors not to be overzealous targeting victims, stopping criminals, because... They say that is exactly what's going to end up happening. Here is uh, here we hear from one of those uh, sheriffs talking about that uh, story. Okay, and here we go. We absolutely object 
to how this was written. Cook County was probably had this in mind for jail population reduction. Uh, that is not a problem in Southern Illinois. We've got plenty of bed space for people who want to act like knuckleheads at two o'clock in the morning. We would advocate that if Cook County wants to have uh, this kind of reform in their county, then by all means, go ahead. But the rest of us don't want it. I belong to the Sheriff's Association Legislative Committee in Illinois, and we started uh, hearing rumblings about this well over a year before it was attempted. Uh, I actually started notifying the public. I write a uh, regular column piece in our local paper and uh, did a few videos on social media uh, sharing concerns of what we saw there could be uh, with potential problems with the Safety Act. It passed uh, as it was uh, originally written. It was a very bad idea. It was crammed down our throats the 11th hour. It's the very last act uh, of the 101st General Assembly in our state. Uh, and then the very next day, the 102nd General Assembly uh, took worse horn in and took over. We anticipate to be affected uh, like many other communities. Mount Vernon is about 15,000 people. Jefferson County is about 35,000 people. Uh, we have a higher crime rate than what we'd like to have. We're always working on that. And over the last few years, we've been finally uh, making some ground, uh, reducing the population of dangerous repeat offenders in our community and it's had a positive effect what we what we fear is by the revolving door that the elimination of cash bail is going to create that it will negatively affect our crime rates it will create unnecessary victims uh, i don't believe most support it i believe probably a, a safe estimate would be that two-thirds of the citizens of this state do not support it a vast majority of southern and central illinois and even northwest illinois counties have been completely opposed so um, this thing is impacting everybody in the state. They don't want it. And all of these sheriffs are predicting that citizens are going to take matters into their own hands. And he's hoping that they'll use an appropriate level of force to get people to stop committing the crimes that they're doing. But he says people are fed up. And he's afraid that it's going to be like the wild, wild west. And I predict that he's probably right. And they did railroad it in. Um, all but one of the 102 state attorneys oppose the law as it stands. More than half of those prosecutors have filed suits since the governor signed the legislation in the last year. I, can they stop this by January? I don't know. Maybe. But time is running out for them, for sure. But that's that's due to start. And and I'm my fear is you're going to see other states who are going to try to push forward similar things. Now, if this real clear politics poll is accurate, maybe not uh, real clear politics. If you haven't heard, has up the Senate projection 53 to 54. A New Hampshire now showing red. They say the Senate seats are going to fall 54-46 in the GOP favor. They are predicting wins in Nevada, Georgia, Arizona, New Hampshire, and Pennsylvania. So that's that's pretty that's going to be pretty impressive. So we shall see. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking with Senator Amanda Chase. We're getting ready to reach out to her and and call her to talk about. Uh, transgender surgeries on our children. 
Uh, she's saying enough is enough. We're not doing that anymore. She uh, came out yesterday and uh, did some interviews about it. She talked about it Saturday. We did the Stand for Life rally in Bedford on Saturday together. And she brought that up during the Saturday event saying, you know, not only do we need to protect the unborn, but we need to protect our children in Virginia who are here right now. She did an interview on Newsmax and she says it's time for America to wake up and uh, has been a very advocate, uh, outspoken person about that. She says we are not going to mutilate children in Virginia uh, so we'll talk with Amanda after this next break, and we'll be back. We appreciate you listening to The Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. Keep our numbers handy. 866-916-3776 is our number. If you have a question for Amanda Chase, you can text it to us, 434-248-0704. We will be back with her on The Morning Jam. on the right foot and listen to the morning jam 6 to 9 a.m on the virginia talk radio network definition of the word jam to pack something tightly a machine seizing or becoming stuck a sweet preserve made from fruit a common sense radio talk show the i mean morning 10 jam. years ago if you had said that we're going to chop off the body parts of our kids, you would be put in jail. Uh, you would be sent to a mental health facility. You know, there's 21 other states that have actually introduced the SAFE Act, which is the one that we're talking about. And I'm actually in communication with the legislator that's, uh, that has actually passed this legislation. And uh, we're going to make sure that we protect all of Virginia's children, that uh, we're not going to be mutilating children in Virginia. That is uh, Senator Amanda Chase in her interview with Newsmax, where she is telling America they need to wake up. We're pleased to have uh, Senator Chase on the line with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Janet. It's great to be with you this morning. Yes, we're excited to have you. Uh, I was uh, telling the listeners a, a little bit ago, it was a pleasure to uh, be with you on Saturday as we were both standing for life and trying to speak up for those who cannot speak up for themselves. And this really goes hand in hand with that, doesn't it? Well, it really does, Janet. You know, we're talking about protecting our children, whether they're born or unborn. Uh, of course, we were talking on uh, Saturday uh, where I announced I'm going to be joining uh, Congressman Bob Good, who has introduced legislation called the Life Begins at Conception Act. And uh, after the, the decision with uh, Dobbs versus Jackson, of course, it overturns Roe versus Wade. And so I'm looking forward to um, 
states, meaning the state legislature being able to uh, determine how we will handle life. And so I, I really uh, love Congressman Bob Good. I, I think it's a great act, the Life Begins at Conception Act. So we're going to push forward this legislation. Um, I'm going to be sponsoring this legislation in the Senate this year. Um, and so we're talking about protecting the unborn and with the SAFE Act. You know, I really want to wake parents up this morning. If you're like me, I mean, I grew up in Chesterfield County public schools, and I have never in my life seen the type of trash that, to put it nicely, um, that's being fed to our kids. I mean, K through five in Chesterfield County Library. I can go to any Chesterfield County Library, and I can find books promoting transgender. Right. I mean, it's unbelievable. So they're trying to plant these seeds that, you know, basically... um, question causes kids to question you know you know are you truly a girl are you truly a guy i mean this this is like i really want the parents and the grandparents to wake up at at a time when kids go through confusion anyway i mean it's a confusing time for our young people it is and and, you know i'm just trying to sound the alarm bell here there have been 20 other one states that have introduced this bill, it's called the SAFE Act, and it's Save Adolescents from Experimentation Act. Mm-hmm. And, Janet, what we have here is we have woke doctors, and that's why I really want you guys to be paying attention today, woke doctors and politicians pushing this gender fluidity, which, you know, we've been fighting this so-called Equal Rights Amendment. And uh, actually, my opponent, Glenn Sturdivant, introduced this legislation and passed it. He's a Republican, believe it or not. Um, in the General Assembly, um, this is ushering in this culture of gender fluidity where, you know, they're trying to start K through 5 and tell kids you can be, you know, whatever you want to be. You know, kids who believe in the Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny are being able to make decisions, medical decisions, when they can't even take an aspirin in public school. I mean, unbelievable. Right. Exactly. We had a listener who texted in and asked if you were familiar with the show uh, my name is Jazz. That was kind of the, the precursor of all of this on the Learning Channel. The Learning Channel, of all mm-hmm. things. Um, and and I, I think a lot of it did start with that, but it, I don't think any of us thought it was going to go this far this fast. At least I didn't. Yeah, you know, and, and the whole thing here is, you know, our vulnerable ch- children are being subjected to this propaganda mm-hmm. behind their parents' backs. Like, if a child oh, yeah. comes to a teacher and says, I'm questioning my gender, there's no parental involvement involved, which is why I applaud Governor Yunkin for revising the model policies to ensure that parents are involved and, and not left out of these critical decisions. But it's this going after our kids to the point where they start questioning um, during such a, you know, the adolescent years. I mean, everybody has survived the adolescent years knows how confusing that can be. Right. But you have woke doctors who are, uh, you know, counseling these kids and saying, okay, you can get these surgeries, which are, by the way, thousands and thousands of dollars. Right. You have to understand a lot of money is behind this industry and these doctors but these gender reassignment therapy drugs like puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, 
they actually increase their risk of depression and mental health disruption. Yes. And there are actually reliable studies that show post-transition individuals have alarmingly higher rates of suicidal ideation and suicide completion. In fact, they're seeing a 40% greater risk. So here's the concern. Um, you need to know what's going on with your kids. Right. I mean, we do and I get it. I'm a mom of four, and all my my kids survived. Um, they're all grown adults. And aren't you glad? But I'm so thankful. <laughs> I sat across from a teacher, um, Amanda, last week, who told me that they had 14 transgender students. And I said, "You're telling me that you legitimately think." Those are 14, not giving in to propaganda, not giving in to what's cool or clicky, but you think they're genuinely transgender. And they said yes, that they believe that they were and that that they only feel safe enough to come out. How do you how do you combat that when it's the teachers who are promoting this? Well, as early as K through five. Right. So, you know, um, this is why it's critical that we were, you know, where parents are awake. I mean, parents love their kids. You know, those of us, uh, first of all, I want to specifically say the SAFE Act addresses minors. It makes sure that we cannot mutilate or sterilize, uh, sterilize Virginia's right. children in light of, and why is that? Well, because the, the medical doctors, these woke medical doctors, are scaring parents and saying, look, do you want a live son or a dead daughter right um, that's what I think. that's a lot of emotional duress you know and these are permanent permanent life-changing altering medical decisions that they are can't undo no and and so we're saying look minors once you turn 18 you can legally sign a contract you know you're considered an adult in america at age 18 you can make those decisions for yourself but when you are a minor um, you know, and they say that most of the kids who make these types of decisions later regret right. that they had, the, and the, you know, the parents are spending thousands and thousands of dollars. And you know what? As a taxpayer, mm-hmm. I know that, I know that the, the people in Virginia that I talk to, they don't want their taxpayer funding going toward abortion. They don't want it to go toward sex changes. And I will stop and say this. Um, you know, I, I love everybody. We love everybody. Uh, there's no room for bullying anybody, whether you're like I am. And I moved to Virginia from Alabama with a crazy southern accent. Um, I feel very home in South, very uh, well at home in South, Southwest Virginia. But, you know, kids are made fun of for mm-hmm. a number of different reasons. And, you know, I had to endure that as a kid moving from Alabama to Georgia. Right. So, you know, Same. I know what it's like to be. You can be teased and bullied for a number of reasons, but I think what teachers and the administration need to do is to instill in kids reading, writing, arithmetic, real history, by the way, and respect and love, no matter what you are. But they are trying to normalize dysfunctional behavior, and if we had decided five, ten years ago um, that we are going to affirm these types of behaviors, we would all be reported to, to the Department of Social Services. Let's right. just be honest. Yeah. Uh, if people want the, to find out more, if they want to get on board with this, what do they need to do? 
Well, we're going to be updating my website. It's chaseforsenate.com. Um, I'll spell out F-O-R. You know, I'm on all the social media networks that are out there. It's usually Amanda Chase VA. Um, so, you know, follow me there. But um, I'm, I'm doing my best to talk to folks across the state and let them know, let parents know. Parents are so busy right now with inflation right. at an all-time high, wondering how they're going to pay the bills. And, uh, you know, if you can homeschool, homeschool. Um, a mm-hmm. lot of parents can afford to do that. And, you know, I, I've always advocated for school choice and um, educational savings account. We need the money to follow the cap. The, the child right. we need safe alternatives right. for education that honors our values. Amanda, thank you so much for joining yeah. us. We've got a hard break. We've got to get up to the top of the hour. Yes. We appreciate Thanks all the hard work you're doing for our children. Thank you. Thank you. Bill is on the way. CBS News is next. Thanks for joining us on The Morning Jam. listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville.